Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Welcome to the Sunday Feast broadcast. Thank you for being here. We're live on Facebook. We're also live in our Zoom chat. Uh, if you'd like to join us on Zoom, uh, we can pro- we'll provide a link in the comment section. You can click there. Uh, we'll start first with some kirtan, and then we'll get into today's discussion. Namom Vishnu Paraya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namaste Saraswati Deve Gaudamani Prachadine Nivishesha Shunyavari Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Karadha Shri Vasarigo Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Ramo Hare Ramo 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ramo Hare Ramo 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ramo Hare Ramo Ramo Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Ramo Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo. 
राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 since it's a really nice uh, group of devotees small group of devotees here on nice and small group of devotees here on zoom um, and whoever's watching on Facebook I figured we could have uh, try and make it a bit more of a discussion something that I was recently inspired by I was mentioning in the very beginning was um, <clears throat> this pastime of Ritrasura uh, Ritrasura generally throughout India, uh, I've heard, is considered the bad guy. He's considered like this great, I mean, Asura means demon. So Vrichasura himself is, is this great menacing demon. And uh, he's kind of portrayed like that. He's portrayed as the, the bad guy, as the enemy. And um, that's generally the kind of perception that one could get from the Puranas. However, when one opens the pages of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Vritrasura is actually glorified. There's a whole chapter called The Transcendental Qualities of Vritrasura. And 
there's, I mean, the pastime is rich in and of itself with moments of great wisdom and insight that are both uh, shared from the pages of the Bhagavatam, uh, from Shukadeva Goswami, as well as uh, Virtusura himself, the things that Virtusura says. Um, but what to speak of all of the intertwining complications that go on throughout this drama. Uh, but what this Bhagavatam story tells us on a deeper level is that bhakti is not limited or bound by any restriction. Uh, bhakti is not uh, the monopoly of a certain type or group of people. But actually, bhakti belongs to the soul, and uh, and it's properly given to Bhagavan, and uh, that transcends the limitations of the material situation. So, the pastime. Uh, there's a few places that we could start, but we'll start with Indra has this tendency. And just recently during Kartik, we were hearing about Indra's tendency to kind of embrace pride or to, um, he gets wrapped up in his opulence, right? The, 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 the dangers of wealth, the dangers of great material enjoyment is that it can become blinding. It can become intoxicating. Um, whereas poverty a lot of time uh, can make one bitter, can make one angry and sad, but it also can um, cultivate a sense of deep humility, which we know from our acharyas is actually non-different than love for God. Right? That prema uh, is synonymous with dainya or humility. And so for a spiritualist, humility is, is a great wealth. It's a great gift, whereas pride blocks us. So Indra, although he's a great devotee, um, he is surrounded. The nature of his role, the nature of his job, is that he's surrounded by great opulence all the time. And he himself is a very opulent and magnificent and intelligent person. Why else would he have the exalted role of Indra, the king of heaven? I mean, uh, you know, you to kind of understand, I mean, any kind of position of power, you know, we, I'm thinking like politically, we may not ag agree or even like admire or um, respect politicians that are in power, um, but there's a level of excellence that they're exhibiting, even if they are corrupt, right? There's a level of, of strength and opulence and excellence that they're exhibiting. Otherwise, they wouldn't really be in that power. Even if one may judge someone as completely incompetent, there is some level of um, excellence. Otherwise, they would, yeah, they, they, they earn that position for some reason or another. So Indra, very accomplished uh, expert personality, but the nature of his job is that he's surrounded by a lot of this opulence. And he tends to kind of get wrapped up in it. He tends to get absorbed in the the circumstance of his greatness so <clears throat> this happened multiple times but in this situation it happened he was in his assembly hall and you know people are singing his glories people are praising him the demigods have been uh, efficient and and successful at keeping back the demons who are their sworn enemies or the demons are always trying to overthrow the demigods, this, this 
uh, arc, archetypal, you know, archetypical like uh, good versus evil kind of uh, phenomena that's going on constantly in the macrocosm and in our microcosm in our heart. So the demigods have been successful. Uh, and one day, Indra's guru, Brihaspati, walks into the assembly. But Indra, be, being so absorbed in his, in his grandeur, in his opulence, does not recognize or properly welcome or even greet his spiritual master. His spiritual master, upon being neglected, uh, recognizes that Indra's become quite full of himself. And he leaves that place. He leaves that place immediately. And immediately upon his spiritual master leaving, Indra recognizes, he kind of snaps out of it. He recognizes that he messed up. And partly for that is because we understand in the subtle and, and connected way our, our power and opulence is derived from the blessings of great personalities. And the moment that those blessings were withdrawn due to the neglect of his disciple, Brihaspati withdrew those blessings. Indra immediately felt his potency, his protection disappear. And he felt quite vulnerable. And because he is an elevated person, he recognized that immediately. And so he was concerned. Uh, and around that time, uh, the demons attacked. And they actually started to defeat the demigods. The demigods started losing battles. And realizing that he wouldn't have any strength or opulence without the blessings of a great soul or without a gui the guidance of a spiritual master. Uh, we hear from the in the first canto of Bhagavatam and also the Mahabharata how after Krishna left, Arjuna, this great warrior that practically could have fought the entire Kurukshetra war by himself and actually at a previous instance you know, fought all of the Kauravas, all of the leading Maharati Kauravas and a lot of their army and, and, and defeated them. This was right after um, the Panavas first came out of exile. Um, uh, Virat? I think it was Virat. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were hiding in the kingdom of Virat, if I'm correct. Maybe someone correct me if I'm wrong. And, uh, and the Kauravas came to attack that place and t to attempt to try and find the Pandavas so that they would then be again forced into exile. But they were there too late. And when the Kauravas attacked uh, attacked the kingdom where the Pandavas had been hiding for the last year, Arjuna came out because there was no one else and by himself held back and defeated all of the Kaurava army. Right. So this same person, this valiant warrior, this excellent archer, this excellent war, you know, statesman, he was, after Krishna had left the planet, he was tasked, Krishna was, uh, had 16,108 16, wives. And in Dwarka, uh, all of these wives, they all had their own palace, and Krishna was personally present with each and every one of them. He also expanded himself 16,108 times. So Arjuna was tasked with the, the, the role of taking all those princes and bringing them to safety, bringing them to Prayag and, and protecting them. And on his way, this great valiant warrior was overtaken by a bunch of cowherd men, some village men with sticks, 
defeated Arjuna and stole all the princesses. And Arjuna's realization was that it's because my power only existed in Krishna's presence. Krishna actually empowered me. By Krishna's words, when he spoke Bhagavad Gita, I was empowered. So similarly, Indra's understanding this. He realizes, with my, with my spiritual master gone, with the offense that I've committed against my spiritual master, I need to do something to rectify this. I need to do something to, again, enter the graces of great personalities. So he approaches Lord Brahma, and Lord Brahma says, you should approach another Brahmin, Vishvarup. And you should approach this Vishvarup, and he will perform the sacrifices for you, the, 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 the ritual ceremonies, so that you can uh, maintain your opulence, maintain your kingdom, maintain the power uh, re requisite to protect the universe. So they approach Vishvarup, he agrees. Vishvarup starts offering oblations into the fire. But Vishvarup is, uh, he's half demigod, his mother's side is, is from a demigod lineage, and his father is actually from a demon lineage. His father's Twashta. So Vishrup has, you know, he's he's kind of standing in both ends. So he's offering the sacrifices, and as he offers the sacrifices, he starts to chant mantras not only for the demigods, not only for Indra and all his associates, but he starts offering oblations to the demons as well. Indra becomes keen to this. And immediately out of great anger, seeing that, that his enemies are being served and nourished by the sacrifice that he's paying for, takes his sword and cuts the three heads of Vishvarup right off. Now this is, this is uh, it would be shocking anywhere <laughs> at any time, but you can imagine a culture so steeped in, in, in respect for the saintly class of people. And all of a sudden, Indra created this great offense, even, even greater offense practically than before. Before it was neglect of the mind, it was offense of the mind. Right? It says that there's three different levels of offense. You have mental offenses, verbal offenses, and physical offenses. Physical being the worst. Mental being the most dangerous because if we don't check them in the mind, then they become verbal and physical. Right, so Indra commits this physical offense against Vishwarup, his his new, his, you know, the, their new priest, Twashta, Vishwarup's father, hearing about this uh, this belligerent move on on Indra's part, decides that Indra deserves to be killed. So then he organizes his own fire yagya, fire sacrifice, and he starts chanting the mantras. He starts getting you know throwing in the grains throwing in the ghee and he chant he conjures up a mantra by which he says i want i from this fire i want to evoke the enemy of indra right but as he's pronouncing the sanskrit instead of doing a short a in the middle of the word he does a long a and because of this mispronunciation instead of saying I want to create the enemy of Indra. He wants to create, I want to create Indra, who is the enemy. So he creates this personality who is then destined to be killed by Indra. But nevertheless, because of the potency of the yagya, because of the potency of this, of this 
sage, this demoniac sage, Twashta, this personality was very great and ferocious and menacing. Red beard like fiery lava. You know, cold, dark skin, red eyes. A fierce, fierce Vritrasura appeared from this fire. And immediately they go to attack the demigods. They start to attack the demigods. The demigods are overwhelmed by this surprise attack and, and, and completely in shock of this menacing personality, this gigantic monster that's destroying and demolishing so many of their soldiers. The demigods poise a, uh, a, a, uh, a counterattack. The demons start to be attacked with such a great degree that they start to run and flee. Vitrasura seeing this, he calls after the demons who are running away. He says, what is your problem? Stand and fight. And at the same time, he's trying to get his own soldiers back. The demigods are attacking those running, those soldiers that are running away. And he starts to chastise the, de the, de or the demigods. He says, if you guys think you're real heroes, why don't you stand and actually fight an enemy that's, that's, that's wanting to fight? Why are you fighting someone that's running away? He starts speaking these, these high principles of, 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 of warfare conduct. Indra, seeing that, that his army is kind of being scattered and seeing that uh, you know, any attempt to attack this great personality is failing, he decides to start attacking this Vritrasura. But Vritrasura, Indra takes his club Indra throws his club, Vritrasura catches his club, and immediately smacks his elephant. That elephant flies back 14 yards and falls on top of Indra. Indra becomes greatly discouraged. He takes the nectar from his, from his lota. He has a, a special lota, and he takes this water, this nectar, revives the elephant to relieve the elephant of his pain, but he becomes quite, he becomes quite discouraged. At that point, Vritrasura says, Actually, in the Bhagavatam, it says, Shri Vritrasura. He said, O oh Indra, why are you so attached to the results? Why don't you just perform your duty without the expectation of the result? Perform your duty for the pleasure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You have been given a role. You yourself are a great devotee of the Lord. Yet you are, you are discouraged in this moment of battle. But what is, the, what is the loss for a great warrior to die in the heat of battle, courageously, facing one's enemy? Don't run. Don't be discouraged by this situation. And one may recognize that this sounds very much like what Krishna is speaking to Arjuna. So here's Vritrasura, this great demon, this great menacing enemy of the Bhagavatam. He's speaking Bhagavad Gita directly to Indra. Indra recognizes that this this person's like speaking to me transcendental wisdom he's speaking to me dharmic philosophy knowledge he recognizes that this isn't just an ordinary person and we hear the pastime that leads up to and we won't tell the whole thing but Vritrasura, the backstory of Vritrasura, which is what the Puranas don't often say and which is why the Bhagavatam gives us such a nice perspective there was a king, Chichiketu, who had the desire to have a son. But he was so consumed by his desire 
that he was unable to heed the good advice and the instruction of great personalities like Parvat Muni and Narada Muni. So even though he was warned from the beginning that his desire for a son would not bring him happiness without any distress, but actually would bring both happiness and distress, Harsha Shoka, the king was only fixed on what he wanted to hear, what he wanted to know. So he had the son, and some of his co-wives became very envious because the wife that gave birth to this son, he became to he 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 started giving all of his affection to her alone. So the co-wives plotted and they decided to kill this child, which threw the king and the queen into a immense depression, lamenting like anything. At that moment, Parvatmuni and Nardamuni came to him and they said, We told you that this would be the result of your attachment, that you would not be able to heed or see thoroughly the arrangement that, that Providence was making, that you were so blind with what you wanted, you were not actually able to receive what was being given. But now we can give you an opportunity to hear again from your son, to be able to, sh to say goodbye. So the king eagerly, yes, please, please. So Parvati, when he brings back, the, brings back to life the young boy, the prince, the prince sits up in his carriage. Everyone around is shocked, gaping, wide open eyes, gaping mouths. The little boy says, well, hello. Mars Chichiketu says, my dear son, it's, it's me, your father. The boy says, "Well, I don't, I don't recognize you so much. W which father are you? I've, I've had so many. It's, it's, it's your, your father and your mother. It's, it's us. I'm sorry. I, I appreciate that. You know, you've, you've done so much for me, but I don't really recognize you. As I've had so many mothers, I've had so many fathers, and now." It seems as though it's my time to go. Just as two rivers, or just as rivers, bring together straws of grass, and in due course of time by the currents, those straws of grass are, are separated. So souls are brought together in this world, but then taken apart by the influence of time. And now it's my time to go. I have, I have other things to do. And with that, the boy went back to sleep and ultimately left that body. Impacted and recognizing the transcendental wisdom that this prince, this soul that had been in the role of his, of his son had just spoken to him, Maharaj Chichiketu decided to leave that place, dedicate the rest of his life to self-realization. With, with, with sincere and attentive practice, he practiced so intently that in that same life became self-realized. In his next life, he went to the heavenly planets, as kings often do, pious kings often go. And there, he was flying around, and he saw Parvati and Shiva sitting in front of a few sages, discussing topics of philosophy. But Maharaj Chichikidu thought it was kind of strange that 
Parvati was sitting on the lap of Shiva in front of all these renunciates. That's like, I gave the example last night. It's like if Sri Radha was just sitting on my lap and I, we were giving class and she's just sitting on my lap. It's like, it's kind of, it's cool, but it's, it's kind of weird. It's a little creepy. You're, you know, you're giving class and like your wife's on your leg. She's just sitting on your knee. So Maharaj Ketu kind of made a comment like this. He thought like this. He made some joke with no intention to offend. But at that moment, Parvati became offended. And she cursed Maharaj Ketu. She said, may you become a great demon in your next life to be purified of this, of this offensive mentality that you have. And upon hearing that curse, rather than objecting, saying, you can't, what do you mean? It was just a joke. You can't curse me. Maharaj Ketu folded his palms. And he said, I accept on my head, O mother, this curse that you have given me. So, because he was a devotee, he saw that nothing is outside of the arrangement of the Lord. That if he was being cursed, it was because Krishna was making that arrangement. If he was being, uh, you know, tossed or, 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 or uh, attacked, this was the arrangement of the Lord. And so in this situation, he accepted that curse of Parvati. And then, this is how we get Vritrasura. So here we are, Vritrasura is speaking Bhagavad Gita to Indra. Indra is recognizing that this is a great personality. Vritrasura says, Indra, you were created. You are meant to kill me. Get up and take courage. Fight like the hero that you are. Don't neglect your duty. Don't neglect this opportunity to do service, to protect the universe. And so this point that, there's more to the pastime, but the point has been made that Bhagavatam tells us through so many examples, as well as the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right? We have the example of Haridas Thakur, who was born in, a, in, a, in an abominable situation, socially was considered of the lowest class. Yet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made him the Namacharya, the teacher of the holy name, the example by which Vaishnavas for millennium were meant to follow, meant to, meant to honor and glorify and worship Haridas' dedication to the holy name. Hearing from the very lips of Haridas himself, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to know about the holy name. Right? We, we know from the example of Prahlad Maharaj, born to one of the greatest demons in history, Haranyakashipu. Yet Prahlad is known as one of the greatest devotees of the Lord. In spite of what our material situation is, just like Vritrasura, a menacing I was trying to think of other words. <laughs> a very hor hor horrific, demoniac person born from the fire of revenge. Born from the fire of vengeance. Yet actually, his situation, the actual, situ the actual reality of who he is, is a great de devotee of the Lord. That bhakti is not prevented. She is independent. And therefore, she can manifest and appear as she likes in the heart of whoever she wants. 
And so in this way, Bhagavatam teaches us that there is no material impediment to our practice of Krishna consciousness. That there's no material limitation to what I can achieve in terms of love of God. That the only thing preventing me is myself. The only thing preventing me from really loving Krishna is the fact that I love myself or I love what I think to be myself too much. I'm allocating my attention, which is really my only wealth, and I allocate it to more of the temporary and less of the eternal. As long as I have a material body, there's always going to be some allocation. Ostensibly, I'm going to be taking care of this material body. I have to eat. I have to sleep. I have to do so many things. Right? But how do I direct that attention? And with what intention do I direct my attention? So, there is no actual limitation to our Krishna consciousness besides the, the, the limitations that I put on myself. And Bhagavatam shows us this in so many ways. So, I want to stop there and just open it up for a conversation. Uh, any reflection that's, that, that you devotees are having or um, feedback or, or anything at this point. I'm going to, if I may, I'll jump in really quickly. And, and uh, this is Makanchor, so uh, it's not a reflection per se. Yes, please. Uh, but I, wa I wanted to get on uh, public record and uh, congratulate you oh. uh, for graduating uh, from college this week. Oh. So thank you. Uh, I'm super, super proud of you. I'm very, very happy. Thank you, Prabhu. Yeah. It's uh well I, I appreciate that and uh, one one reflection that I'm having this year um, is although there's a lot of my life where I feel like uh, I'm learning a lot of patience in terms of what I know my potential to be and how I want to serve uh, and how I want to kind of cultivate the foundation and the container of my life. Um, but I've, I'm appreciating how much I've been given by persons like yourself and the devotees that are around me in my life uh, with the love and the encouragement and the support that have uh, given me a lot of really powerful ingredients for me to um, fill this container that I'm building up with. So thank you for all the love and encouragement and friendship. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Gosh, that's that's like it's like that's like kind of sidelined by well all these other things, but that's a big that's a big it's a big thing to finally finish. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. It was uh it's kind of this like spontaneous decision to go back and uh and it was it was really nice like finishing my last test on Friday night. Wow, I feel like we need a party. <laughs> Have pizza. Uh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Um, again, I do not want to anticipate myself in relation to senior devotees here. Maybe Mother Nida wants to say something. I don't know. I can wait. I, 
I, I have something to say, but uh, I want to wait for Madam Nidra. Maybe she wants to say something or maybe Jean. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. Hi, Krishna Nidra. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks to you and Sri Radha for all your services here. We're going to miss you both. Mm. And uh, we hope that you'll uh, represent Radha Govinda very nicely where you go, because you'll, you'll be uh, kind of like their ambassadors, you know. So we want you to uh, represent them nicely there so that everyone will appreciate Radha Govinda's servitors. And uh, thank you for everything you both have done. And do come back and visit when you can. Mm -hmm. um, so I just was thinking about the pastime. Thank you. It was uh, very thrilling. And I'm enjoying your uh, renditions of pastimes. Um, so for the devotees, this uh, whole incident is um, uh, so important because of um, the whole nature of offenses, especially Guru Aparad. Mm. So I was wondering if you could say something about how sometimes it seems like, you know, we don't have a deep um, nature of being inimical towards anyone, especially the Guru, but um, due to um, maybe laxity or um, just, you know, just not being very attentive, things happen. Yeah. Like you mentioned a, a time when you were supposed to save some sweet for your guru mm -hmm. and, and it didn't happen because you distributed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, so things come up, right? And mm -hmm. just like you're saying how Indra, as soon as he, he did that, he realized what was happening. And so a lot of times we do things that um, are offensive and we're not really meaning uh, so much motivated to be offensive, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we, you know, maybe like Indra, we kind of catch ourselves right away, but still it happened. So maybe uh, you could say something about how we become more attentive to um, our mentality in mm. dealing with the devotees and the guru so that we can minimize offenses. Mm. Yeah, a few things. I um, Last night I uh, shared at a program that we had for the devotees in Colorado Springs and we told this pastime as well because it was still in my mind yesterday. And uh, and I shared that story with them about, and I, I've shared it here about um, with my spiritual master in Vrindavan that he had received this this gift from Radha Damodar, which was very important to him. And he handed it to me in order to take care of. And rather than taking seriously that task of, you know, doing some service for my spiritual master, I, I became a bit self-centered. I was a bit overwhelmed that day. There was a lot going on. I, I, I kind of lost sight of, of the bigger picture or really of, of service of other people. And um, a realization that I was having last night telling it is that 
um, you know, the spirit, the spiritual master, my spiritual master was chastising me in order for me to learn that lesson, to be less self-centered and more, um, more thoughtful. And I was also appreciating that uh, it takes a lot of trust for the spiritual master or the Lord to chastise the devotee. Um, because the Lord and the spiritual master are not envious. Uh, actually, their, um, their heart is always positioned in grace and compassion. And uh, so to be trusted with chastisement, to be trusted with correction, um, is actually a quite, quite the benediction. And in terms of your question of how to you know, refine our own thinking, um, one thing is that I've, I've taken a lot of shelter in the fact that Krishna is bhava grahi janardana, that Krishna does know the intention of our heart. So he knows that when I'm, if I'm, you know, accidentally being negligent or if I'm, if I'm intentionally being malicious uh, and everywhere in between. Um, and I think uh, to be able to recognize um, like the fact that Indra recognized that he had been punished, essentially, that he had been chastised because of his offense towards his spiritual master, that, in a, that awareness in and of itself was the benediction for him to be able to rectify his situation, it was at least the start of it. Um, so I think if, if we recognize that we have created an offense, um, then that in and of itself is a great uh, start to uh, refining our mentality, or I can speak for myself, if, you know, I, I find that when I recognize that I've done something improper that, you know, or I have the opportunity that someone says, hey, you offended me or you hurt me in this situation, then at least that gives me some place to start and to recognize that I did fall. Just like Maharaj Prikshit, after he did that, he put the snake on the, the, the neck of the sage. He walked away and immediately felt remorse because, because there's some sincerity. So I think in terms of refining our mentality, that, that comes from refining our sincerity, right? That if I, if I can refine my sincerity, I'm going to see when something is a blemish. If I'm, if I'm not actively, ref, you know, cultivating sincerity and the way that, you know, I've understood cultivating sincerity is like, it's, it's, it, it comes concomitant with the process of hearing and chanting and also associating with like-minded devotees. That in that association of devotees that aren't afraid to speak clearly and plainly, but devotees that will speak honestly, it helps us uh, cultivate that sincerity. And the, the, revert, the opposite side of that is I'm not cultivating sincerity and I'm cultivating duplicity and I'm, I'm hiding, I'm ignoring, I'm, I'm pushing away the actual anartas that are coming up that are trying to be made, a, you know, trying to make themselves noticed so that I can, I can rid, my, rid my heart of them, I can offer them to Krishna so that he can remove them from my heart, right? In that situation, I'm not going to be able to refine my mentality. I'm going to I'm going to commit offenses and I'm not even going to recognize because I'm in the practice of rationalizing my my offensive behavior. I'm in the practice of rationalizing 
the the uh, cruel things that I may inadvertently or purposely do. So cultivating sincerity, I feel comes, in my experience, really comes from uh, re hearing and chanting and associating with devotees or doing both of those things at the same time, hearing and chanting with devotees. Uh, and, and that hearing and chanting includes Guyamakati Prichati, which means revealing one's one's you know real situation in the heart having having association that one can be real with that one can one can face one's anartas together with um that's what comes up for me is that is that feel like i answered your question mother nidra yeah thank you so much Prabhu. i really appreciate that would you add anything else and we'll miss um, just uh, like you say, you know, stay in association with like-minded devotees that keep you on track and, and are, you know, also uh, striving like that and offenseless. It's so important, that association. And uh, like you say, hearing and chanting with such devotees. So thank you very much. We will miss your hosting. Thank you, Mommy. Are you going to still host? Uh, I think, are you going to uh, host uh, out of town? I think we'll come in to do like some ukulele kirtan, some guest appearances. Uh, and I, I think uh, oh, okay. Rinda and I were talking about uh, Vinod Prabhu and, and a few other devotees like really uh, revolutionizing the, the Sunday Feast broadcast. So there's... I see. The best is yet to come. Okay, well, we still will miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. Man. And Sri Radha Devi. <laughs> Thank you. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. And congratulations with your graduation too. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Well, I can wait. I can. I, I can wait even more if if someone wants to speak. You go. You please go. You please go ahead. Okay. So um, before I I uh, offer my presentation in relation to your class, I need to say uh, the following. Um, not not all. Oh my God, my English. Uh, besides being a wonderful singer you are also a wonderful storyteller thank you very much thank you for both and 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 in accordance with the 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 um the items you presented i am inspired to say the following there is a the first the first quality related to um to be uh, to practice in a favorable way uh, uh, related to executing devotional service mm. in a favorable way uh, is to be enthusiastic and we find this in the nectar of instruction uh, verse verse three and then and then we have here uh, from the Sri Gaudiya Kantahara a necklace of Vaishnava verses, we have the following verse. The Supreme Self can never be known by any amount of argument, reasoning, intelligence, 
or by much hearing. To those whom he chooses, however, he may reveal his personal form. So mm. I'm bringing up these 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 items uh, um, from scriptures because because you inspired me to do so. In what way? You said that Bhakti Devi is there uh, 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 being completely independent mm -hmm. and not caring for uh, material condition, conditionings in order to manifest herself in the heart of anyone. Yeah. Okay, and then um, uh, 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 but still in accordance with Nectar of Instruction we find devotees um, obliged to work with this quality enthusiasm yeah so so my i i do not know if this is a comment or a question please help me here uh if 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 bhakti devi is completely independent and if if uh, the ones who are accepted to serve krishna are the ones whom he chooses mm. so what's the point in being enthusiastic Mm. Well, it's <clears throat> there's a there's a great gulf of difference between um, karma kanda, which is kind of this the implication of you know if I do these things that scripture says, then I get some result. And our bhakti scriptures, it's what I've understood from our acharyas, it's not that um, if I practice with enthusiasm, then the result is this. Or if I, uh, you know, if I chant this many rounds, then the result is this. It's not. It's not some. It's not tran, trans, transactionary, like some parts of the Vedas are. Um, the point of being enthusiastic is because this is actually our the the nature of the soul. The the prescriptions that are given in Nectar of Instruction, the prescriptions that are given throughout the Bhagavad Gita, are are really just. Um, invitations to be who we are, right? The soul is by nature enthusiastic. The soul is by nature, is, is eternally a servant of Krishna. And that prema is inherently the property of God, or excuse me, inherently the property of the living entity. But because I've, because I've practiced identifying with other things of this world rather than the the primary being krishna i'm identifying and, and striving after the secondary his energy and so because of that absorption in in the secondary thing then i've forgotten i've, I've been covered over by my my true nature has been covered over as an enthusiastic loving servant of god and so when when we hear of you know things of being enthusiastic um you know, avoiding prajalpa, um, associating with devotees. Uh, what is it? Um, um, uh, uh, to make an effort uh, with confidence. Yeah, yeah. D uh, to be patient. Just the first, the first verse, uh, or that third verse. I'm, I I haven't memorized, but I only know it if I say it in in order. <laughs> it's a bad type of memorization. Um, that 
that that you know giving up the association of asanga, of asat sangha, of of materialistic association. These are all things that that naturally the soul is 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 the, the soul naturally is a blissful, fully cognizant, eternal servant of God. So, um, the point of being enthusiastic is is more or less to reawaken that opportunity. And I would say that it's not ever Krishna saying, I choose this soul and I reject that soul as so much as the living entity with their free will uh, responding to Krishna's invitations. Um, and, you know, there's the example of um, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, when Mahaprabhu is is in Varnasi, he stays in Varnasi for about ten days, staying with Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar Acharya. And while he's staying there, some of the other sannyasis, uh, one Brahmin, Maharashtrian Brahmin, goes to the leading sannyasi, Prakashananda Saraswati, and he starts describing the glorious nature of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But um, as he's describing Prakashananda Saraswati, due to his his being inimical towards Krishna, due to his ne denying the form of God, due to his offensive conceptions that he's he's kind of uh, embraced as as a means of kind of extended sense gratification. That's essentially what Mayavad philosophy is. Um, he actually starts to criticize Lord Chaitanya, but rather than saying Krishna Chaitanya, all he is able to say is Chaitanya, right? Because of his offensive mentality, the holy name of Krishna doesn't manifest there. Right? Um, so Prabhupada writes in this purport, he says, you know, it is seen that because all the, you know, all the Krishna consciousness is spreading throughout the Western world and so many people from the Western countries are taking to the chanting of the holy name because they were not offensive, right? So it's really just, uh, of you know, my my own uh, denial of my true nature, which is a servant of God, a, a receptive, loving servant of the Lord, that uh, I block myself. So Krishna is not actually rejecting us, but he's not going to manifest upon us against our will. And so when we when we make the endeavor of being enthusiastic, of practicing sadhana of associating with devotees, of, of having determination in our practice, right? Of, of being austere with our speech. When we make that endeavor, it's not so much that that causes Krishna's mercy to descend, but it, allow, it shows Krishna that I'm ready to receive your mercy. I'm ready to accept this. And Krishna, his cause, because his, his mercy is causeless. And Bhakti Devi's uh, manifestation is causeless. It's not. It's not uh, created by anything aside, outside of their own will. Um, but what it does communicate is that I'm. I'm. I'm willing, and I'm ready to receive you into my heart. And then, in due course of time, the Lord, you know, will decide to manifest in the heart of His devotee. Did that kind of answer your question? So it's not so much, yeah. It's no, not no, that... no, no. You you said it right. And when you you just said, uh, I'm communicating, 
that I'm ready. Uh, I I I beg from you permission to to say it in other words. Krishna, yeah. I, I'm just liking it. When, when you said that uh, it's like I am communicating with Krishna that I am ready to accept you yeah. in my life, I would like to to say it in a, in with other words. Krishna, I'm liking it. Like liking the process of devotion. The process. Program. The process. Yeah. So, so when Krishna sees that I am in love with the process, that is halfway to success, no? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's showing that I, I'm, I'm ready, I'm understanding the value of devotional service. Exactly. And I'm, ready, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to embody that fully, and then Krishna gives us more. Um, uh, so, wonderful answer. Thank you very much. Thank you, Prabhu. Any other reflections or feedback? We can uh, do a little bit more kirtan if there's nothing else. I was, I'm appreciating this topic uh, of enthusiasm mm. and thinking about the Gayatri mantras and how Prashodayat means to enthuse and the meaning of the meaning of being enthused um, and also meditating on that person who is enthused, who is um, like Lord Chaitanya, I'm looking at the translation now, but um, basically the translation is, let us meditate on that worshipable, worshipable effulgence of the divine son who enthuses our meditation. Mm. And then let us try to understand my spiritual master who is always in blissful Krishna consciousness. Let me meditate on him being enthused as he enthuses us. Mm. And so Prachodayat is in every mantra. Um, let us meditate on Lord Chaitanya, who has enthused, who is understood as the maintainer of the universe, and who has enthused us to do so. Mm. So, um, meditating on the transcendental Cupid, uh, the master of the senses is enthused by the transcendental Cupid. So, similar mm. to what you're saying, is that it's not that. It's not that we generate on our own, we generate enthusiasm, but we, we are a generator of enthusiasm by basically becoming a, a conduit. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I was trying to remember, it's, it's hidden away in one of my notebooks that it'd be impossible to find right now, but um, in Briyad Bhagavatamrita, there's a verse, um, Maharaj Prikshit says, or, or is it Jan... I forget who says it, but he says uh, essentially, um, you know, I worship that supreme Lord, the son of Nanda Maharaj, who is always astute with uh, compassion and love. And he says, uh, he then re he receives the devotion of his devotees or, or the enthusiasm, the prayers of his, of his devotees. Um, after he actually bestows those those prayers and that devotion to them, right? And there's a prayer to Tulsi Devi that's also like that. He said, you know, I'm only able to, thank you, Makanchor Prabhu. He says, I'm only able to pray to you because you've empowered me to pray to you, right? Or with Dhruva Maharaj, he had no ability. He was just shocked and stunned. He had, he had a feeling in his heart. And by the empowerment of the Lord, of Lord Vishnu's Kanksh, 
right? At that moment, then he was empowered for prayer. Yeah, our our work is to clear the clear the clutter. Yeah. To de declutter and take out the unnecessary stuff that gets in the way of. Yeah. Of that whole. Yeah, and and even like psych psychologically, there's you know we can as as an in an in an analogous way, that when you know if one is sad or or depressed, but actually just by physically smiling, then one will actually feel like smiling. Their emotions will actually change, right? And it's this principle of um, that that you know you know about that by action sometimes leads to insight and sometimes insight leads to action but um but it will always be that 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 action will always lead to some insight some level of insight so um so similarly our our practice of devotional service is like that it's not that it um it doesn't cause the lord's enthusiasm or the lord's uh mercy to descend but rather it uh it invites, it, it welcomes that the Lord's blessings into our life. Like Vijay Prabhu said, that, that says, I'm ready for this. I like this. I want this. And, uh, wow. and Krishna has been fulfilling the des desires of the living entity since time immemorial. The all-perfect philosopher, says the Ishapanishad. So what is our desire? If my desire is to you know, find enjoyment in matter, then Krishna is going to facilitate that for me. But if my desire is to enthousi enthusiastically practice Krishna consciousness, Krishna is going to facilitate and respond to that. Uh, um, if I may, uh, uh, the, oh my God, the, the prayer, the pranam related to Srila Prabhupada, he is the Acharya who, who, who's preaching uh, makes it disappear what uh, uh, impersonal is. Yes, the yes, the last part says that uh, Srila Prabhupada is the Acharya uh, whose preaching is uh, making it disappear. Why this man impersonalism? So when, the, when devotees are tired of being impersonal and empty, then uh, the chance for Krishna to to reciprocate is is much much better. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Jean, Th thank you, thank you, Nidra Mataji, for your contribution. Jean Prabhu, do you have any reflections? I do. I have a. I have a. Uh, a small reflection um and it may be it may be krishna's fault but it's krishna working through you and tushta and madhu that uh, i i never really thought that i would find myself spending my sunday evenings the way that i do now yeah but i i wouldn't miss it and um it really does bring me a great deal of peace that I carry with me through the rest of the week. Mm. Um, and, and that's all your fault. <laughs> Ananda. <laughs> um, and I, and I thank you greatly for that. Um, and congratulations on the new, your, your new journey that you're on. Um, I think that's fantastic. You'll be greatly missed, but, uh, I'm, 
I'm very grateful to have been a small part in your life mm. and, and for the part of, uh, the part of your journey that I've been able to, uh, share. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Gene. Thank you for your, uh, unabashed enthusiasm and affection for the devotees and willingness to do service. And, um, it's, it's always been very inspiring and to see the, the, the growth transformation and, and uncovering of that diamond soul that you have has been very exciting. Uh, Ananda Murari Das, uh, 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 one last note related to uh, your transference or your moving away from Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 I have a technical question, if I may. How okay. much time? How much time did you spend serving Iskan Denver uh, until today? I've been how many here years? Eight and a half years. Oh, so after eight and a half and half and a half years, you're moving to a different yatra. Yes. Okay, and and can you tell us where are you going? Yeah, yeah, we're we're moving to um, Michigan. Uh, my my best friend Deva Madhava has a uh, community called the Harmony Collective, and I'm I'm moving in in that area. Yes, but uh, this community is related to ISKCON. Yes. Oh, it is an Eastern community. So I wish you the best, Prabhu. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll do a little bit of kirtan, and then uh, we'll see you, devotees. If not in the future, then in the pasture. Sorry, that was a bad joke. But it's Krishna conscious. Okay. Today is um, Ranath Maharaj's Vyasa Puja, correct, Frinda? I was thinking uh, I had the inspiration to. I have one song um, that I wrote for my spiritual master. And I wanted to sing it in honor of Radnath Maharaj, if I, if I could. I'll be right back. I'm just going to grab my notebook. This is a song called uh, You Give Me a Name. I don't know if I've sang it before at Sunday Feast. Have I sang this, Brenda? You Give Me a Name. I remember it from Yaspuja. Oh, from, oh no. Yeah, oh, oh, like online you saw it? Okay. So this is, uh, this is in honor of those great personalities, those great souls that <clears throat> give us everything. It's, uh, it's not just a name, um, but it's really a, uh, a map back home. It's a, you know, it's an anchor holds us in place, and it's a great benediction to everyone that we come in contact with, because then we can uh, speak the holy name when we introduce ourselves. So this is uh, 
in honor of Ranath Maharaj and his uh, his appearance day today. Some of the Vaishnav devotees of the Lord. Key. 
And Ananda Murari, before you go, uh, yes. thank you for, for your encouragement in relation to uh, um, 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 uh, facilitating the association between uh, between Portuguese devotees and ISKCON Denver devotees. Oh yeah, you're you're our you're our ambassador. <laughs> you're, you're a Radagovinda ambassador in Portugal. <laughs> are you are you giving me the title right now? Yes, it is your title, Prabhu. <laughs> Big responsibility. Yo, that means that means anytime we come from the U.S. to Portugal, you have to house us and feed us prasadam. Uh, of course, with pleasure. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be here to serve you. <laughs> okay, thank you, devotees. We will uh, we'll see you very soon. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.